Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sam Cooper, and everybody knows I'm a huge fan of Sam. He's just an incredibly skilled, gifted, and determined investigative reporter. And I saw a news story by Sam earlier in the week. Senior BC official walked off when asked about money laundering, investigator says. That was the headline on globalnews.ca. And it's Sam's story. And, of course, it relates to the issue of money laundering, massive amounts of money that was laundered through British Columbia casinos over the last number of years. Uh, Sam, thank you for coming on the show. And it's about Rob Barber. Um, isn't it the, the former gaming policy, policy and enforcement branch investigator who, who told this story? What's going on? That's right, Roy. Uh, really, we've had uh, incredible testimony this week as the Cullen Commission really catches the high gear of, of uh, testing evidence from frontline investigators. And so we've, uh, you're right, Rob Barber is one that really opened the door to, to asking how high up the chain of command in BC casinos and regulation of them could sort of a, a willful blindness type mechanism be going on. Simply what, what this investigator alleged was when he started working at the River Rock Casino in Richmond in 2010, being a former uh, police officer in Vancouver that dealt with large drug investigations, knowing what drug cash looks like, bundled, uh, oddly wrapped in plastic bands, carried by drug dealers at the street level in duffel bags, he recognized this kind of cash coming into the casino, ramping up from 2010, we're talking about transactions of about 100000 and uh, years later, by 2015, $800,000 in cash, carried in by high rollers, delivered by loan sharks. He says he and uh, everyone at the gaming regulator believed this was drug cash. So essentially, he confronted uh, the the, the uh, assistant deputy minister responsible for regulating casinos, and he said, we have a huge problem. I think you've got liability if you don't look into this drug cash in casinos. And he says the, uh, the official simply stepped around him without a word. So that's the kind of evidence we're hearing uh, from frontline people. And uh, another thing he said was the BC Lottery Corporation investigators. He believed they were very diligent professionals. They, too, believed this was uh, proceeds of crime, but he didn't have faith in the people higher up in the chain of command in the Lottery Corp. That is really stunning. I mean, it, it sounds like a bad movie. It really does. If you've got bags full of cash being brought into a, into a casino, uh, first, thing, first thing I'm going to ask is, where, the, where is that money coming from? And then I'm, over a period of time, and particularly if you start to get complaints, and then you're going to go to the person who's responsible or has some level of responsibility. And if that person looks at you and steps around you, well... Mm. It doesn't pass the smell test. And, and Sam, as you write in your story, there are employees, um, former employees of, uh, of, of casinos. Um, Muriel Levine, you write about, former employee of Great Canadian Gaming, who worked at the Richmond Casino from 1992 to 2000. She, she testifies, again, quoting your story, she witnessed a sudden arrival of loan sharking activity and a flood of suspicious cash at the casino in 1997. And, and then they were also told not to interfere with certain individuals, right? Absolutely. And uh, this really establishes the timeline of what Global News investigated and, and what we're now hearing in the Cullen Commission. Ms. Labine was on the casino floor of a much smaller Richmond casino run by the same company, Great Canadian Gaming. 
and she uh, she produced records first to myself and my colleagues. Now she's giving evidence about them in the hearings. And she said the B.C. government of the day in 1997 raised betting limits from $25 a hand to $500 a hand. And they introduced Baccarat, which is the game of choice uh, in Macau. And uh, she says within days they recognized uh, a flood of what she soon believed were loan sharks. She called them, quote unquote, the boys. And uh, they, she called him that, along with their fellow employees, because they had bosses above them, apparently, in the casino. She testified that automatically she recognized money laundering uh, in connection to that raised revenue in the casino. And who's getting that raised revenue? Of course, the B.C. government. And she did say that casino managers accommodated, turned a blind eye. Even, uh, she alleges, uh, were chummy with gangs in that casino, and it just rolled and rolled and rolled, and, and now here we are. It should be said, and you write this as well, the company's lawyers said their client has done nothing wrong in relation to casino money laundering. No court has ever ruled that its casinos accepted proceeds of crime. Um, but where's this, where's this going, Sam, and how long is it scheduled to take? How do you see this moving forward? Well, the, the, the inquiry will, is scheduled to go to next spring. At that point, uh, Justice Austin Cullen is expected to, to issue findings or recommendations. Uh, I believe the, the hearing easily could be extended because we're, you know, experiencing some delays due to the pandemic, et cetera. But, uh, you know, Roy, yourself, other people in the news business who have sat in courts, we recognize how lawyers sort of start to build a pattern and a case. And what we've heard in the first two weeks is again and again, lawyers from the commission taking these frontline investigators through evidence and essentially uh, getting certain people to admit not only did we bend the law for uh, loan sharks and uh, high rollers that we're bringing in from $100,000 up to $800,000 of what looked like dirty cash, uh, we've even heard evidence that Lottery Corp officials gave directions to allow high rollers to break Canada's money laundering laws. So really, what I expect is we'll hear more and more, worse and worse. We'll go from the casino floor workers up the chain in government with the questions being asked, did you turn a blind eye to to dirty money? And further, you know, I I believe we may hear evidence of of even uh, more direct allegations of corruption going up the chain. So, so Sam, would you just, uh, because we have a national audience, would you just remind us, please, how this all began? Because you and your colleagues at Global News did an incredible job, are doing an incredible job, of discovering and reporting and investigating. How did it all turn to, you know, your direction where you said, hey, we need to look at this? Well, uh, what, what your listeners need to understand is, uh, of course, everyone knows gangs from around the world, be they... Uh, uh, you know, bikers, uh, be they from, uh, you know, Europe, be they from uh, China, Hong Kong. It, you know, crime, uh, organized crime doesn't recognize any, uh, any different group of people. But what is very key in the BC story is that something called Macau-style money laundering took route. And uh, we don't have three hours to speak about this. Let me say in 30, uh, 30 seconds what it is. In China, they have capital controls where uh, people are not supposed to export more than $50,000 per year. Unfortunately, in that system of government, they have got a great deal of corruption. 
So in Macau and Hong Kong, uh, corrupt officials are taking out untold amounts of money gambling there. How they do it, they get loan sharks and gangs in the Macau side to loan the money. And then uh, they gamble, they launder the money. They're able to pay back in China where their source of wealth is. And very simply, Vancouver became a hub of that style of money laundering where you could... Uh, Put down a, a, a deposit in uh, China, Macau, or Hong Kong. Turn up in Richmond, BC, and a gangster would meet you. Give your give your cash, and you go and gamble. You've laundered the money, got it out of China, and you can, uh, with various transactions, buy a home in BC, start developing uh, condos, and more and more. It's just uh, it's just stunning that the fact that look the fact that it happened, and the fact that it appears as though eyes were closed and backs were turned while this was taking place, um, is doubly stunning. I, I would imagine there are some folks who are feeling extremely uneasy in British Columbia these days. Absolutely, Roy. I can tell you that uh, I wasn't sure how, how far the, uh, the commission lawyers would go in naming names. Even I've been surprised because I recognize the names, I know the actors, and already well, we have heard top-level suspects of a very uh, powerful international cartel responsible. People call them uh, the kings of dealing fentanyl in North America. They were able to set the prices in heroin in the 90s. And uh, look, we're hearing the names. And I really wonder if we'll, we'll learn about some connections to uh, politicians in various countries. That's what I'm, that's what I'm uh, wondering. And uh, so far, I'm seeing the, uh, the Cullen Commission lawyers dig in. So get ready for a ride. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.